Howdy, everyone. Welcome to Dangerous Thoughts on Unsafe Space. I'm Carter Laren. This is a show we do every Wednesday night at 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, which, as I've learned today, is 1 a.m. Uh, in the UK. Sorry about that, people in the UK. Um, on this show, we try and fortify enlightenment ideas um, and the ideas responsible for building Western civilization uh, through kind of straightforward philosophy talk, basically. Um, starting with some Aristotle, A is A, using reason as our primary means of survival. That's what we do. Uh, kind of blue collar philosophy. We don't really, we don't really like to contemplate our navel, stare at the ceiling, and wonder if it exists, like so many PhDs. Um, we are streaming on YouTube, Utreon, Odyssey, DLive, and possibly, let me go check, possibly we're streaming on Rumble, although, I don't know, I'm looking at the Rumble page and it says it's waiting for the stream, so who the hell knows. But we're trying on Rumble, because people have have complaints today is going to be a little bit uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different show it's going to be more relaxed i am going to sip sake during the show to make sure that it's more relaxed i'll do that now and what we're going to do is we're going to have a discussion uh with a community member whom i'll introduce in a, in a minute about uh atheism versus agnosticism <clears throat> Uh, this this is someone who was in, in on our Discord server and said, "Hey, let's talk about this." If you're a Christian or any other religion, uh, and you don't think you can get a lot of a lot out of a conversation about uh, atheism versus agnosticism, just pretend that we're talking about atheism with respect to Zeus, and then maybe it can be an interesting conversation. Um, before we start, though, just have a couple of reminders. Uh, I assume you're all subscribed. If, if you're not subscribed, go double check. Uh, even if you are, go double check. If you're not, please go press that subscribe button. Um, I was going to play the Kamala Harris clip again, but I don't, I'm not set up to do it. Maybe Beverly can do it. But I think she would agree that it's time to like, share, and subscribe, and that time is every day. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree. I agree. We should subscribe. Uh, you can also support us directly by going to unsafepace.com. You can donate. You can buy merch. You get your name in the credits. You get access to the Discord server where you can argue with me about how atheism is stupid. Um, and you get a cool grenade mug like the one over my shoulder here if you subscribe at some level that I don't forget. I forget the name of it. Apostate maybe level and above. Um, all right. So I think we have all of that stuff out of the way. All the intros. I see people are in chat. Excellent. Gene Ellis says two cups of sake and I'm under the table, even a Japanese one. Well, this is a Japanese sake. Uh, so here we go, Gene. Uh, so I'd like to introduce Matt. Matt is a member of the unsafe space community and, uh, bring him on. There he is. Hey, Matt. Hey guys. Hey, Kata. Uh, I apologize that it's 1 a.m. Your time, man. That sucks. I don't think there's anything you can do about uh, changing how the uh, time system works around the world. So, uh, Well, we could have pre-recorded. <laughs> we could have pre-recorded for you, but we didn't. Let's do a race. Matt, uh, I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you're an agnostic, and you did not like... I made some comment about agnosticism or whatever because I'm an atheist, 
and you took a little bit of issue and you said, well, okay, well, let's, I want to argue, basically. I won't, I'm paraphrasing. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was a relatively offhand uh, comment where you um, said um, those agnostics, um, you know, they don't have much intellectual rigor going on there. And uh, Yeah. That sounds really? like something I would say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mostly I was talking about Beverly. About but uh, but sure, you know, all agnostics, we can throw them in there. Okay, so let's uh, – Gene Ellis says discuss, don't argue. I'm not really into arguing because actually what I want is the truth to win here, not – like I don't, I don't really care if at the end of this conversation I say, oh, you're right, I'm an agnostic. Okay, I don't care. Um, so let's, let's just dive in. I think before we dive in, though, we should talk about what these terms mean um, because I'm not actually even sure that everyone would agree on what they mean, even me. So um, actually, let me pull this up. I should have told Beverly I wanted to do this. And actually, I don't even know if this even works right now. Hold on. No, is that a black screen? It is a black screen. Well, I'll just read it. You guys will have to trust me that I'm reading from the Oxford English Dictionary and not making this up. The OED says atheism is disbelief in or denial of, which is weird because those are two slightly different things, uh, the existence of a god. Uh, also, disregard of duty to God, godlessness. I'm going to ignore the second part because if you don't believe in the God, I guess you would naturally disregard duty to a God. Um, and it says agnosticism or an agnostic is a person. I had to look up agnostic because agnosticism said something to the effect of what an agnostic believes. So we <laughs> have to go to the word agnostic, uh, which is a person who believes that nothing is known or can be known of immaterial things, especially of the existence or nature of God which is distinguished from an atheist. So, Matt, how do those definitions sit with you? I have them right in front of me, um, so I thought I'd better have them uh, right on hand. Um, I've done, <laughs> okay. obviously, a little little bit of thinking about this beforehand and uh, scooting around on the internet. And I found some definitions from the um, American Atheist Society, and uh, they were um, a little bit more woolly. I mean... To me, it seemed like they were mixing um, the the two terms. I mean, atheistic, um, a not having theism of God. You know, it's pretty clear in my mind that um, the terms shouldn't really be synonymous. Um, I mean, you can be uncertain or unknowing. That fits the bill with agnosticism, um, but atheism is the denial of the existence of God or gods. Um, and I think that's where the conversation can become uh, meaningful um, because there is a, a sharp deviation there. Whereas if you accept a kind of woolly definition of atheism, then it's pretty hard to draw um, any differences between the two because they're not specific enough. And I know you like um, words and concepts to be very specific. So um, my point comes yeah. from atheism being the denial of the existence of a creator or a God or the above and agnosticism. Just it's a broad church. It could be, as you say, um, not very well thought out, or it could be quite a um, systematic um, 
set of values relating to not having factual evidence about a creator or not. Okay, so let's... uh... I hope this all doesn't fall apart when I say what I mean by atheism. <laughs> when I think, and maybe this is a convenient atheist thing to do, I don't know. Uh, when I think of atheism, I do think often in terms of what you just said, like atheism, and I think of it like not being a theist, which means a non-belief in a deity. Um, and we can get into, I guess there's a couple ways we could get into this, but, but, Maybe let's start with some epistemology because I think if we – I think a lot of this is is me, gets mixed up with what knowledge means and what it means to know something and like an – there's like an epistemological framework. And if we come at it with different epistemological frameworks, we're going to end up, I think, with different categorizations of like whether someone is an atheist or an agnostic. So – and and just to be – my my position clear i think most agnostics are actually atheists who are afraid to say it that's that's what my position is it's not that there aren't any agnostics it's that most are atheists um and they're just afraid to admit it but this may be a definitional thing um so let's talk about let's talk about uh epistemology for a second and let's just see if we can agree on some basic stuff do you agree that there's a there's a let's say someone makes a claim about reality, right? That claim can either be true or not true. And there might be subcategories to what those mean, but like true and not true is the entirety of the options available. Yep, agreed. Okay. I would say, and by the way, I need you to interrupt me and say, like, no, no, this I I, I don't agree at this part. So I would say that um, in the not true category, there are something that's demonstrably false, but also arbitrary assertions. So if I make an arbitrary assertion right now that, for example, there's an alien on the dark side of the mood playing Led Zeppelin and eating Pop-Tarts, it's arbitrary. There's no evidence for it. Um it's mathematically possible, uh, obviously, right? It's, it's, it's possible in the sense of mathematics, um, but it's not – there's no evidence for it. We would dismiss it, I assume. We would dismiss it as an arbitrary assertion, and we would dismiss it out of hand, and we would say that's not true. Unless you want it to be a nice story, then yeah, agreed. Okay. So um, – and then there are demonstrably false things where I might say – Uh, there are six fingers on my right hand and like that you can disprove like, no, that's demonstrably false. Like I can get evidence that contradicts that statement very clearly. And so I do not, I do not count atheism. I don't say that I'm an atheist because I have a whole bunch of evidence specifically that would contradict the existence of God. Although I could go there if we want to have that discussion, um, but it's enough for me to say, well, it's an arbitrary assertion, and I dismiss it out of hand. And where arbitrary assertions to me enter into the realm of fuzzy between true and not true. So let's let's say that there's also this category of I don't know, which is the entirety of knowledge is, uh, of a statement is either – the status of it could be true or not true. But of course, 
we could decide we don't know where that line is, right? For any particular statement, I could say, well, I'm not sure, right? Um, which is kind of that agnosticism with respect to that statement. Like, I don't know. There's some uncertainty there. If you said, is the stock market going to go up or down tomorrow? Well, it's going to do or stay the same. It's going to do one of those things, but I'm uncertain about which one. So like, I, I, that, that's, that's a, a normal thing, right? And f- for that statement, for me, for those kind of statements, um, an arbitrary assertion rises to the level of uncertainty when there's enough evidence for it that it, like, there's some evidence, there has to be some evidence, but it's not quite enough to push it over. And we might all have a, even a different line where that gets pushed over, but there's not quite enough evidence for that to get pushed over into these category where I would say that's certain. Now, maybe if I was a, a master stock manipulator, I might be able to say, I am sure that this particular stock will go up tomorrow, right? And, and, and count that as knowledge um, or that it will go down and, and maybe because maybe I have insider trading knowledge or whatever and I'm just, I'm, I feel very confident about it. Um, but in general, the stock example is like, I, I don't know. But if enough evidence accumulates, uh, and normally enough evidence has to accumulate uh, on a statement for me to decide it's in that category of, mm, what's what what lands what lands there for you what's what's wrong about that what's right about that what do you disagree with agree with there apart from the uh the example of the stock market because uh that that can be fiddled and it's a complex system so it's got more than three variables and you could i wouldn't bet much on the stock market Um, you might if you were a rothschild though (laughs) yeah for sure for sure but i wouldn't consider it knowledge um, but um, mm. the argument that underpins that is um, is sensible, and um, it's very much along the lines of uh, how I would construct, um, you know, my separation of the two ideals of agnosticism versus atheism. Definitely, because um, I very definitely would take the um, initial definition of atheism from the OED the disbelief in like categorical statement and at that point um you're making a an assertion um without any evidence at all because there can't be any evidence no one can prove that there is god or that there isn't a god so for me atheism um sits in the exact same category as um those who have religious belief it's perfectly acceptable to go there. Um, there is value in um, that, and there's certainly plenty to discuss, but it's not a provable thing. So, um, so whereas... let me back up, because I think I don't understand something. Um, okay. In the, in, in, the, in the categorization or in the epistemological model that I just gave, are you saying that the definition of atheism that's working in your, in your brain or what, what you're thinking of atheism as falls under the demonstrably false like i have six fingers thing like it's like an atheist is claiming i know this isn't true or an atheist is claiming it's an arbitrary assertion Uh, the arbitrary assertion yeah it's not demonstrably false at all okay there is so so i would agree with that i i wouldn't well (laughs) i would agree with that to a point i think once we define god which is a separate issue uh you could certainly define gods which are demonstrably false if you wanted to, um, 
that's a separate issue. But but let's set that aside for a moment. In general, we're saying, okay, uh, there's an arbitrary assertion here. Because it's an arbitrary assertion, an atheist like me would say, well, there's not enough evidence for it to enter into this unknown category. So I dismiss it out of hand, similar to the, the guy eating Pop-Tarts on the dark side of the moon, and, and therefore I'm an atheist. Are, are you... Are you arguing that that's not the right definition of atheist or that that characterization of the available knowledge is wrong? I would say the characterization of the available knowledge is wrong. Um, I mean, as an example, um, there's not enough evidence. Okay, so um, if we go back to the times when um, the wisest minds on the uh, planet Earth assumed that the sun revolved around the Earth. Um, mm -hmm. There was no evidence to the contrary. I mean, we can say clearly now that there was plenty of evidence to the contrary. If you have the uh, mental framework and if you have the uh, measurement acumen and um, technological base to prove it, you know, there are any number of um, tests that can be done. But if you don't have the framework, you just look at it and go, well, there is no evidence there. And it may be we are literally staring at the evidence that we would need um, to show that there is or there is not a God, that uh, we're living in a mechanistic universe or we are living in a universe that was created by a prime mover without getting into the weeds on. Well, how is that different from from evidence that may or may not exist about a guy eating Pop-Tarts on the dark side of the moon? Like, how is how is the existence of a god in a different category? I guess, um, to me, it comes down to, um, is is there available evidence? Um, and there, there could be. I mean, you look at the Big Bang, and right there, there is a whole host of questions that uh, the wisest minds of humanity have been wrestling with. And there is not um, one shred of evidence that would say, oh, that disproves the existence of God. Right, but the, but the existence of God doesn't need to be disproved, right? Because we've put it in this category of it's an arbitrary assertion. So it gets it gets treated as false, just like the guy on the moon. It gets treated as false because it's an arbitrary assertion. Um, it doesn't get treated as disproved, but it's false. It's considered not believed because it's arbitrary, unless there is some preponderance of evidence that brings it into the that suddenly starts bringing it into the realm of practically possible. Like, oh, well, maybe, maybe it could be. Gee, there's all this evidence, and I'm asking you, like, what's all the evidence that would make someone say, oh, it's not just an arbitrary assertion. I should consider this a, a real possibility. For example, um, all the material universe sprang into being in the blink of an eye from nowhere, apparently. Well, do we know that? I mean, I mean, it is the working hypothesis that uh, most scientists um who consider you know the outer universe rather than the um, you know, biology and, and the more specific um, scientific disciplines? They're like, oh yeah, the universe is thirteen point eight billion years old, and it it all happened sure. here. And 
I mean, they're getting to a level of specificity where they're talking about, oh, in the first few moments, and I've heard um, scientists refer to um, that time span in terms of days, hours, months. When you're at that level of specificity and there is still no um, basic cause that you can um, relate to, it's, it's, there's a massive disconnect in um, the available information that, that says quite strongly there is something very large in our knowledge base of the of observable facts that we are missing and therefore well, we should look at a suite of, uh-huh. so therefore there should be a suite of um, options that you can use to generate a um, working hypothesis and i mean this isn't a religious idea um, because for me, this argument isn't about any of the extant religions um, as they um, present in the world today. That's that that's a moot point as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's it's to do with what can be proven, what is observable, which is why um, I personally consider myself an agnostic. And um, you know, if if the existence of God was proven tomorrow, I wouldn't go um, praise be or any of the other. Um, epithets used by um those who do have religion um so so there's a prime mover it doesn't necessarily therefore um seem to me that that then needs to be believed in you know um so uh, can i ask you a question because i want to i want to understand where there's a jump being made and i'm not sure i'm following it and maybe this is my maybe i've already had too much socket um I would agree that clearly there's a lot of things that we don't know, and that will always be true about science, right? There, there's lots of things we don't – I mean you can look at the origin of the universe. You can just start to go down at the subatomic particle level and things fall apart and we don't understand and know things. So there's lots of ways that we can um, expand our knowledge base to the point where we say, well, crap, there's a whole bunch of unknowns here. Um, and – as a, uh, a rational person who's, I mean, I, I, you know, an engineer, not a scientist, but, you know, device physics, studied physics, and, and I understand this, and my, I would not argue with a, an, an argument that said, well, and by the way, I'm not sure about the, I don't know all of the astrophysics about Big Bang and all that, so I'm, I'm just going to accept that that's all accepted science right now, it doesn't matter, but let's just, let's accept that that's all completely agreed and proven, quote proven or what the theory's got evidence for it. So let's assume that there's this conclusion that there was a big bang and that, uh, and that everything happened, you know, at this one moment, things sprang up suddenly, right? The scientific next question would be, well, or the assumption would be, well, there must be a cause right? because no, we know from every piece of observable reality that there, that effects have causes. That's, like basic Aristotle, right? So, okay, so there must be a cause, right? And and that I would not disagree with. But with, then when someone says, well, I that cause must be a God, what you're saying is, to, and to me, maybe we need to start getting into the definition of God, but what you're saying at that point is that cause must be supernatural. It must be outside the realm of the natural world because that's what, that's what belief and mysticism and that that's what that means. Otherwise, if the cause is within the natural world, it's completely science, and there's no there's no God necessary for this. So, 
the, the, to say that there must be a cause and we don't know it, and maybe someday we will and maybe we never will, is different than saying that cause must therefore be mystical. I think, therefore, um, a definition of God should be agreed upon because, okay. um, in, my, in, in my understanding, um, and feel free to uh, pick holes in this, um, but um, the gods can be natural. I mean, we regularly, and okay, there's there's a, a weak point to my argument here already. Um, we we refer to things as being of as having uh, great characteristics of being like gods. You know, just because something is powerful or um, has a large amount of knowledge or whatever. Oh, you know, the scientists think they are gods. Okay, okay, there is a, a, a weak point to that. But that's used metaphorically. But, uh, yeah, for sure, but I mean, it, it's used metaphorically because it um, points towards um, characteristics that are attributed to gods. Um, so, and I feel that um, the gods or God were they um, in existence. There, there could be a, a process by which they could come about. I'm minded of the um, the Arthur C. Clarke quote: um, "Any technology sufficiently far right. advanced appears like magic." So, you know, w- once you explain it, you pull aside the curtain, and there you go. You can see what um, what, what there goes on. And in my mind, um, as I've said, you know, I I don't see in my conception of gods anything that would be represented by um, any of the religious traditions i just see a order of being that is so far beyond um our way of experiencing the universe um that they come into a separate category you know something that can manipulate and um, physics time um, that uh, can create matter out of um, seemingly nothing, that is a god. Um, it might be entirely natural. Um, but so, yeah, the definitions, as ever, definitions are essential. And if we don't agree on them, then round yeah. circles we get. Well, so so this is interesting. So if we find out, let's let's um, let's drop the Big Bang stuff for a moment and do something that's easier, I, I think, like easier for people to understand and actually more maybe even more controversial, although I'm not sure. Um, there are people who make a similar argument about the, you'll see why I want to do this in a moment because it's easier to, to conceptualize this. Uh, there are people who make a similar argument about evolution. Um, you hear, I, I mostly hear it from Christians, but maybe there's other religions that make this argument. They say, well, evolution may have occurred, but something kicked off evolution that like the, the idea that there's this primordial soup and that random, uh, you know, electrostatic energy and sunspots and whatever suddenly caused the creation of amino acids and, and or proteins that can replicate is ridiculous. And something caused this. And it's and and, you know, that's God is the origin. God's the thing that caused God's that cause. Right. Have you heard this argument? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. certainly have. Um, yeah, it's the watchmaker, isn't it? You know, yes. So who is Yeah. Rather than so, the, uh, let me ask you this. 
So I so just with, with in that context only, I would say, well, I'm an atheist. I don't think God caused this. There's no God. There's no evidence for a God that caused this. I'm not going to say that there was a God. I'm not going to pretend that I don't know if there was a God. There wasn't a God. It's an arbitrary assertion. Now, if later on we learn that actually uh, aliens from Alpha Centauri came here and manipulated the primordial soup and implanted some stuff to make the DNA behave in a certain way and evolve, and then they got on their spaceship and left, um, I would not feel like I was wrong about being an atheist. I would say, yeah, there was a cause. It was a completely natural cause. It was another being came and did some stuff. That was the cause. There was a cause. Um, and the reason I want to make that distinction is I think epistemologically there's something very different between saying there's a cause that I don't know and it may turn out to be something that's kind of crazy but still real or there is a supernatural entity because I know you're saying that you're not talking about this in, in terms of any particular religion but the truth is most of the globe is talking about this in terms of a particular religion and they do have a conception of a god and that god is supernatural and when they use the word god they mean not bound to the physical laws of the universe they don't mean understands the physical laws of the universe better than we do but still exists in the natural world they mean not bound by the physical like none of none of the physical laws matter and i think to me uh, a being that was in the Arthur C. Clarke uh, conception, just that much more advanced may appear magic to us, but I'm not willing to concede that it's magic unless there's evidence of magic. And I don't see evidence of magic. All I see is evidence of unknown, which is natural. Of course there's evidence of unknown. Tell me, I'm like, explain why I'm wrong in that scenario. I don't think that you're wrong um, per se. Um, it's It comes down to that definitional um, argument, and I think you're leaning into the um, religious folk on this one because um, by saying that their creator is out, outside the bounds of um, physics and um, all the uh, rules and laws that uh, bind the rest of uh, the universe, it's just a MacGuffin. There's, there isn't, um, you understand, you know, the term yes. MacGuffin, it's, mm -hmm. yeah, okay, so um, it's just, it, it's not a, there's, there's no rigor involved in that. They just go, oh, well, it's because of that. Uh, so mm -hmm. they just sidestep rather than, um, I mean, if you said to a Christian or a Muslim or whatever, hey, your God exists and I can prove it, but he, she, it was also created by these natural processes. Do you think those same um, believers would then abandon their God or just say, no, we know now that our God exists? And if the religious um, people would accept a God that is naturally created, then how would that sit within your uh, epistemological framework um that's an interesting question because i haven't thought of it i can't imagine a religious person actually accepting that and maybe we need to get into the definition of 
God here. Um, because I, from, and granted, most of my connection with religion is I was raised a fundamentalist Christian. Most of the people that I know that are religious are Christian. Um, I maybe know a couple people who are other religions, but mostly it's Christian. Um, and so, um, I may be tainted by that, the Christian view of a God, but I don't know many Christians who, if you said, well, let, let's actually bring the aliens back in. Well, we now know that aliens from Alpha Centauri came down and, um, they, were, they, they made a bush burn that appeared to be magic to Moses and they did X, Y, and Z. They did all these things that are written about in the Bible and they, they wrote some stuff on some stones and gave them to, to Moses as well. And it turns out that the God is these creatures from Alpha Centauri. I don't know a lot of Christians would, I, I, I think they would either lose their faith or rebel against that in some major, major way and say, no, 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 no. God is, exists outside of these creatures. God used those creatures. There's something beyond those creatures that is the God that I worship, not those creatures. I think there you have um, an understanding of some of the um, intellectual inertia that exists within um, organized religion. Um, organized religions aren't dynamic systems. And I don't wish to offend um, anyone who has a strong belief. And I understand that uh, religions evolve and change over time, um, though it's only within bounds. You know, there are only right. there's only a certain framework by which um, things can move. So um, you're, you're probably right. You, you would cause a, a schism of a fundamental level, even if it was factually correct because there is a large part of religion that needs no um, proof, needs no um, evidence, and doesn't have to be internally consistent. So uh, in that sense, um, the religious get a little bit of a free pass um, because they can you know, just fall back on their belief. And then... To incorporate that into your argument, when you don't hold the tenets of their belief, um, is starting to make me feel a little bit uncomfortable with that um, that part of your argument. There, I think. Let's um, let's. So I'm trying to avoid. I, I kind of expected you to have a conception of God that was more in line with the traditional religion, but you don't. So this is interesting because um, I'm not actually sure I know what you mean by saying you're agnostic, but let's let's just have a really simple conversation. Let's, let's make this really easy. Let's have a conversation about Zeus. Are you agnostic with respect to Zeus? No. What are, what are you with respect to Zeus? Are you worshiper Zeus? Are you atheist? Or are you like, what, what's your position on Zeus? Uh, I've caught myself in a logic trap now. I was going to say no, um, that is um, just a, um, a dead god, um, a, a story, but no, uh, I, I, I can't get myself out of jail free with that one. Um, I'm agnostic, and there could well have been um, 
representations to people who existed um, in the times before um, Zeus was worshipped um, that caused um, people to worship um, that entity. I mean, how close that is to our conception of Zeus today is um, probably quite far off. I mean, okay, so let's let's go back to epistemology with, and we've talked about before. Um, Zeus is an arbitrary assertion. I assume uh, you would agree with that. What's the mm-hmm. preponderance of evidence that that turns Zeus from a non-truth? into a possibility, which is what is required to be agnostic about Zeus rather than atheistic about Zeus? I guess it comes down to um, the frequency argument. Um, So, I mean, it's undeniable that humans have a religious tendency. Um, Is that religious tendency um, baked in? Um, Is it an artifact of consciousness and um, the hierarchical structures um, of the universe and how we like to have a place um, and how indeed many creatures um, like to have boundaries in which to fit you take those creatures out of um, that framework and they lose their coherence or they lose their ability to um, behave as they would given the usual constraints. So is that just an artifact in that sense, or is it a case that there are so many religions and there are so many gods because something keeps poking us, something keeps saying, you know, believe, respect, worship, um, encourage, and throws in a, a miracle once in a while and and then it comes back to the unknowable because you've got subjective human experience and then you've got storytelling and myth making so yeah it's and and that's where the agnosticism comes in because i understand from a contextual point of view there there comes a point where you just can't drill down to it anymore so you have to back off and say okay well it's an abstract concept it can't be proven so pasha throw it away but it still doesn't. It still doesn't prove the converse. So I'm. I'm well, you don't need happy. to prove the converse, though, right? An atheist doesn't need to prove that Zeus didn't exist. It just an atheist can just say it's an arbitrary assertion. Homer's great, but you know. Yeah, um, and I agree with that. Uh, but that's an arbitrary assertion uh, with respect to Zeus, whereas um, for me. Zeus doesn't escape out of the whole um, sense of um, godness or the godhood or whatever. It's um, it's come from somewhere, and um, okay. So your evidence. Is, I just want to clarify your evidence sure. of Zeus's existence, because that's what we're talking about. Your evidence of yeah. Zeus's existence is tied in with even other religions, because you're saying, well humanity seems to have this tendency to create i'm using the word create not to offend people but to create these gods and to write about these gods and to to talk about these gods and to believe in these gods and the fact that humanity does this over and over again is the enough that's that itself is enough evidence 
to lend credibility to any one of these instances, which is common, Zeus included. Yes, yes I think so, yeah. So is there this – is, this is interesting because um, I would argue that you don't live as an agnostic with respect to Zeus. That's fair enough. Um, but there are a hundred other gods that I've never heard of. And um, yeah, I mean, he, he has no relevance to my life. I've not even read Homer, so I don't even get right. the story. So I guess, I guess the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up is it, there's this idea that, okay, well, I'm not, if you're not sure about Zeus, which is what agnostic means, right? You're not sure. If you're not sure mm -hmm. about Zeus, um, what's the, what kind of arbitrary assertions are you sure about? Like, why are you not sure? Why are you sure that my person on the moon eating a pop tart is wrong? That that's not true. Or maybe you're agnostic with respect to that. I, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. No, for sure. Um, no, the, the, the pop tart on the moon, um, there's only one instance of that. And that was generated here and now this evening. Whereas when, I mean, I think there's 80 um, distinct um, flood creation um, stories from radically different um, human populations right across. Well, sure. The maybe there was a flood. For sure. Yeah. But that's not a really? god. That's a flood. And also attributing um events beyond your control to gods but then you're back into the whole is the idea of god just a sent just a, a placeholder for that which is beyond your control and beyond your understanding it seems to be historically but let me ask you this question so my pop-tart eating dude on the moon i don't remember his name i don't know if i named him but my pop-tart eating dude on the moon uh you're saying well that's just one instance you just made it up just now which is all fair uh, and so you're like, well, so, so that's, that doesn't count, but in a hundred years or 500 years or a thousand years, will Harry Potter count? Because damn, a lot of people talked about Harry Potter. There's a bunch of books and then a lot of people talked about them and there's Harry Potter fan fiction. And like, if there's some kind of apocalypse and remnants of the internet survive in a few libraries, does, does the, does the mat a thousand years from now look back and go, well, I don't know. I'm agnostic on Harry Potter. No, because for me, that's much more about um, – because Harry Potter didn't create the uh, universe. You, you're, you are well, then but there's into... still mysticism involved, right? I mean, there's still Indeed. there's still magic involved. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that doesn't mean that Gandalf created the uh, world just because there's magic involved. Um, I mean, well, we're not worried about who created the world. We're worried about – like the, the question is there are things that are unexplained – and like there are things that are – someone makes a supernatural claim. This thing happened. Jesus walked on water. Harry Potter made a feather float in class or maybe it was Hermione. I don't know. Uh, one of them made a feather float in class. Like those are both supernatural claims. Um, and it seems like you're agnostic on one, but the other one you're like, that's just fiction. Also, Beverly's mad at you because Gandalf is Lord of the Rings, but that's a separate issue. I'm very well aware where Gandalf <laughs> comes from. 
then she can be quiet or I'll set the Balrog on her. <laughs> yes. So sorry, I didn't, sorry, um, I didn't mean to, to, to disrupt you. No, no, that's fine. And it's a difficult one because um, it seems that we are mixing um, specific examples of um, gods from the pantheon in with the um, idea that there could just be a being for which no one has knowledge or um, evidence apart from our existence, which cannot be disproved, you know. So your agnosticism is is limited to a specific... Um, I, you've, a couple times you've said something about created the the universe or created the world mm. or whatever. Mm. Your agnosticism is specifically limited to areas of scientific understanding where we still have questions. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, yeah, and all of the myths and um, the traditions like that. I mean, look at what they've done for humanity um, the quality of the art and um, how it's moved people through uh, time it's like you can see the point in that even if it has um, even if it's just arbitrary assertions um, it, that in some levels didn't even um, concern me is it a good story great um, sure but when you come down to the ad absolute fundamentals to me it's in one sense um, it is the prime mover um, issue that most interests me because I mean, when I was young and I knew everything, um, I was a staunch atheist in the, in the sense where God does not exist. If you could reason with religious people, then they wouldn't be religious, that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And it's only, you know, as I've got a little bit more humility you know, with age and, and maybe a little bit more wisdom, that I can appreciate um, a lot more um, the religious traditions, and that that's all well and good, but they don't concern me because at, at my heart I still think of myself as a rationalist, and I want there to be a reason for something. And if it turns out to be a mechanistic universe, um, kind of maybe just a little bit sad about that, but I, I obviously accept that. Um, but if it turns out there is some fundamental force or something beyond our comprehension which has created the uh, universe, then well, there you go. That's great. Glad to know that factually. And that's where my agnosticism sits, I guess. This is interesting because... May, well, maybe I'm going to have to circle back because I don't know if... I know you answered this, but now I'm not sure that I either understood or maybe I didn't get a satisfactory answer or maybe I did and I just didn't understand. Where's the leap come from? Because I'm back to this thing where I'm agreeing with you. Like, there may be a cause. So what? Why is that? Why is that? Why is that agnostic? Like, why is the cause supernatural? Like, we when we say agnostic versus atheist, we're specifically talking about belief in a supernatural belief in a god we're not talking about belief in some huge alien species we're not talking about like hey maybe physics is way more complex than we thought hey maybe actually time travel is possible hey maybe einstein only has a fraction of the the truth about the universe and there's like 
massive more understanding that we could have and like all that is on the table as far as i'm concerned <laughs> like sure okay. that's all possible but when someone says they're uh either a theist or an agnostic they're saying either they believe in or they're not sure about a supernatural entity, a supernatural involvement, something that sits outside of anything we could possibly ever know. If we look at the definition of agnostic in the OED, it's a person who believes that nothing is known or can be known of, of these things. It's, it's like it will always and forever sit outside of our knowledge. It's, it's, an, it's a outside of, of reality claim. It's this claim that there's a thing outside, always, always outside of our knowledge, which means it's not part of the natural world. And I'm having trouble making the leap from there's a cause, possibly a super, 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 super complex cause that seems almost infinitely powerful compared to us. And that cause is necessarily outside of the natural world. Or possibly outside of the natural world. Like it, there's evidence that that causes outside the natural world. That's where I'm like, Where's the evidence that it's outside the natural world? I, I'm not even sure evidence could exist that would suggest that. Okay, so um, for me, I guess I've not been explaining this um, as it I. It could be my fault. So I, you know, I'm not trying to throw no, it on you. No, Sorry, no, but there's there's no fault. I mean, it it comes down to uh, defining terms, and um, the the more you define your terms, the closer you can get to. Um, finding either agreement or disagreement and to my mind if um let's say for example and um i don't wish to um, make myself a god but i am a god and i create out of nothing a universe and that's our universe and it rolls forward and we get all of the complexity that comes out and from whatever but i am fundamentally incapable of going into that that universe or um, interacting with it, my mere presence would um, make the universe cease to exist. And um, I would fit the bill of being a god, but I still could have been um, born of parents or, you know, in a, a meta universe. So, right, right. But that, that, that may be true, but you're, but this, that's all, that's 100% speculation with zero evidence that there's, that suggests that that's the case, right? So this is where, this is where I have the problem, right? It's the, there's an arbitrary assertion. Hey, there's a cause. Okay. I agree with that. There's a cause. Great. We don't know what the cause is. We agree on that. Um, but then we say, well, I say, well, because we don't know what the cause is, any speculation about the cause is an arbitrary assertion. We have no evidence about what the cause. We have literally zero evidence about what that cause could be. So anything you say about it can be dismissed out of hand. It's all speculation. It's just fantasy. And you're saying, no, 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 no. I have enough evidence that it must sit outside of us in some way that causes it to be a god. Or it could. <sighs> it could. Not that it must, but that it could. Could, yeah. And um... any evidence such that it could. No, I I have no evidence, obviously. Um, but something created the universe. It must have done. We're here. I'll say um, something caused you... the creation of the universe. I don't want to imply that it was necessarily a sentient being or anything, but there, there was a cause, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. 
Um, I, I just feel whilst it might not fit your definition and maybe indeed not even mine, if um, 99% of people would agree that that would fit the category of a god, then that is in some ways acceptable um, to me. I'm agnostic about it. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you're so so there. It's there's an arbitrary assertion. I just want to I want to walk through this. There's an arbitrary assertion, and so, we agree that some evidence needs to accumulate for that to flip into a maybe. Right. It it starts as a dismiss out of hand, and some mm-hmm. evidence needs to accumulate for that dismissal out of hand to become a maybe. And then if there's enough evidence, then it becomes yes. Right. But like. We're not getting to there. We're just like, it get, can it get to a maybe? And what's the evidence that it's a maybe? Like, what? where's any evidence that it's something that would be defined a God that sits outside that's supernatural? And what could such evidence look like other than people think it? Yeah, true. Um, the number of... Um, contingent facts that we have literally no evidence for. And when I say we, I'm talking about the uh, some of human knowledge. Um, in uh, back again to the Big Bang, you know, the scientists are like, oh well, yeah, we we can talk about five minutes in, but you get beyond that, and they're they're talking about an infinitesimal point. Like, okay, so there are sets of rules about which and I understand that you're going to say that's that can be purely mechanistic but in my mind that is enough um, points data points of um, lack of knowledge or lack of conceptual framework um, that will allow for the possibility so it goes beyond just an arbitrary assertion into kind of these are going to be tied either to a soulless and mechanistic universe or the potential that there is something maybe with sentience behind um, the whole creation. I'm, I'm, all right, wait, I'm still having trouble. <laughs> I'm asking for evidence that suggests that it's supernatural and I'm hearing the evidence is that there's lot not evidence. The evidence is that we don't know a bunch of stuff. But that's not evidence. That's a lack of information. That's not evidence. Okay, so uh, back to my point earlier about just because we can't we can't understand what we see is no evidence that there's plenty out there. The universe is in some levels comprehensible. The universe in which we live, anyway, um, to some degree, is comprehensible. There is going to be a mechanism by which we can understand, even if it was pushed um, by a supernatural being um, from that point on it will fit into a framework that we will be able to um, follow and look at and so the fact that we can't see the evidence there but there are still these glaring blind spots in our perceptual framework that to me is enough of a potential 
Okay, but that's the, that's kind of equivalent to me saying, well, there's blind spots with regard to evidence with my man on the moon eating Pop-Tarts, but someday we'll have more evidence. Like there's a lot of not knowledge there. There's lots we don't know. And someday we could know more. There could be more evidence that we obtain. So you better consider it as a possibility. For sure. But Elon will tell us um, in just two <laughs> years' time. Um, if the man is eating pop tarts, so I mean that one will be resolved. Um, sure, but right now it's not resolved. Indeed, but there are um, things that we can point to right now that we go. Where is the missing ninety-five percent of ninety-five percent, whatever percentage of the mass of the universe? Where is that? What is that? You know that that. That's well, you recognize that's in. just a mathematical like. The math works out and we're off by something like why can't the answer be a very rational mm -hmm. like, it uh, why, why is it know. just like we don't know <laughs> we don't know but we don't need to then bring in speculation of supernatural as a plausible explanation because the moment you bring it in as a plausible explanation you it actually cuts off avenues of exploration Sure. Um, I think we're going back again to um, the difference in our conception of supernatural. I mean, okay. And you just end up in because so many of these concepts are um, generated um, by science, by myth, by religious traditions, by repetition. And we're kind of picking some of them and then trying to bring um, epistemological rigor to them. And there are always going to be, at the fundamental level, bits that can't be resolved. Um, some of our conceptual framing is going to be out. Um, by definition, it has to be, because otherwise we'd know more. Um, so... Sure. I think I would be um, happy referring to something entirely explicable by mechanistic means as a god if it was su sufficiently um, beyond the scope and um, framework that we would consider um, the normal universe. There is okay, so now, so this is interesting. So now you're taking all of the wonder that I feel about science and all the unknowns and saying all those fantastical things that could be true. I'm just going to call any one of them God. Therefore I'm agnostic because they could be true. Um, which is, I guess we now have to do the thing I, I like we've been avoiding, which is I'm not sure. First of all, I'm not sure you represent most agnostics here. Um, but maybe you do. I don't know. Can we define God? Uh, no. Okay. Actually, that's fine. If we can't define God, how can you rationally say, I'm not sure if the thing we can't divine exists? <sighs> I mean, talk about an arbitrary assertion. I mean, I mm. can say Glorp exists, no, I, I, and you can say define yeah, Glorp, yeah. and I'm like, eh, I can't. Now you're yep. agnostic with respect mm -hmm. to Glorp. Yep. And I hear that because there's always going to be blind spots and weak, 
lots unless you have a level of certainty and um yeah i mean i don't have that level of certainty but in in my heart which is a foolish thing to say because uh, I, what i mean is my head um i i don't use um god to um, describe anything in my life on a day-to-day basis it's, so you're it practicing is. an atheist you're you, you live as an atheist <sighs> how would your day-to-day life be any different so normally when someone says i don't know the results we can use this you don't have to use the stock market as an example because you didn't like that one but normally if someone doesn't know the results and they're unsure about something they hedge their bets on it right um like mm-hmm. if i'm sure this thing exists, I act in one way. If I'm sure it doesn't or it's arbitrary, so I dismiss it, I act in another way. If I'm really actually unsure, I'm probably hedging my bets. In what way do you hedge your bets with respect to the a supernatural entity's existence? I do not hedge my bets. Um, since I found out about the um, the the idea of Pascal's wager, <laughs> you know that one? Um, yes. Like... Okay, so um, your belief is contingent on self-interest. Like, do you think um, something that could be described as a god would be fooled by that? You know, I watch my uh, right. daughter when she's like, you can't see me. <laughs> yeah, you it's know? the same thing. Can, <laughs> that, can you describe for people what it is? I don't know that everyone knows Pascal's wager. Why don't you just lay it out and then you have a good counter argument to it. So go ahead and add that. Okay, so Pascal's wager is the idea that um, God may or may not exist. Um, but if God does exist and you don't believe in them, then you're going to wherever the unbelievers go. Whereas if you believe in God and God doesn't exist, you've not lost anything. Um, but that's a very transactional and very human um, sort of um, bit of philosophy. And I don't know. From the very first moment I um, heard it, it was back in the midst of time when uh, um, yeah, it was a different century. Um, <laughs> even then, I thought <laughs> that's that's not convincing. That's a that's um, no good argument for me. So I don't don't expect any god would be convinced by that either. <laughs> you know, it was in the last century that I first heard that as well, and I had the same reaction. I was like, "Why is this taken as a serious argument? What a stupid argument!" If I were God, I would be like, so you believe it in me because like out of you believe it in me because it's you're you're hedging your bets on it? Like that doesn't count. Like, how would that even count? In fact, I resolved the reverse when I heard that. It actually made me feel stronger about my atheism because I thought, okay, well, if I'm wrong, I did go through a time where I was agnostic because I wasn't really sure. Um, Keith the hack guy will remember this because he knew me at that time. Um, and I eventually became an atheist, but I remember thinking to myself, if I'm wrong and I die and go to heaven or hell, whatever, I I go to the purgatory judgment time, whatever it is, and whatever version of the religion, right? Um, And I, there's two options at this point in my life. I could go down the Pascal's wager path, and then I would have to say, well, I believed in you because I wasn't sure, and so I said I believed in you because I tricked you, right? Like, I know that shouldn't work. If there actually is a God, he should laugh at me and kick me to hell. Um, Because that's like, that's stupid. Um, But it also made me think, well, 
actually now I could stand before a deity and say, look, I was honest. What more do you want? These are my honest convictions. I stuck to my honest convictions. It would have been dishonest to abandon my convictions just to pretend to believe something I didn't believe. I'm not a dishonest person. If you're going to condemn me for not being dishonest, so be it. But there's hundreds of potential gods, at least a few main ones I could have believed in, lots of different versions of you in particular that I could have believed in. I didn't believe in any of them, and I wasn't about to guess and pretend to believe in something that I didn't because I'm an honest person. And if you're going to judge an honest person, you're the fucking asshole. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hundred percent, I agree. And uh, the best conception I've heard of that recently is uh, Doctor Peterson. And um, repeatedly, when he's asked, "Does he believe in God?" the answer he gives is, uh, "He behaves as if God exists," which is which finer um, way of uh, living. You know, he's 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 not um, he's not pinning himself down, but he is saying, "I I live as a moral person. I live as a good person." And then right. if a God does exist, then, you know, and you you didn't believe in me, but you behaved in a good way, you're going to hell. That God's an asshole. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> someone's mocking me saying that would probably turn out great, Carter. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I mean, look, if we are actually ruled by an, a petty, angry, childish God then I'm not really sure which one it is. So I really don't know what to like, okay, then what if it's Zeus? <laughs> like you guys are <laughs> fucked. Like just as much as I am. At least I read some, some, you know, I read my Homer and my Aeschylus and my Sophocles and my Euripides, you know? Uh, anyway. So, all right. So you're, let's, let's get back to this. So you, um, if I say define a God, you're like, no, I'm not going to, I can't define God. I don't do that. I mean, th- that's a, a bit in- intellectually um, dishonest, really. It's okay. Uh, and I, I totally understand that, you know, if you refuse to define, define something, you know, you're, the conversation will stop there really, because well, if you're not prepared to define terms, then you can't go any further than that. Um, well, but, but you I'm mean willing... something when you say God. So you could define yeah. it. Doesn't have to be what Christians would say. What would you say? <sighs> Any entity that could um, lay claim to creating the universe, which we know, that would be a good one. Um, any of the gods that are, you know, any of the religious traditions, gods, if, if they were proved to exist, then. Yeah, I'd, I'd go down. What about Zenu, the evil god from Scientology? I'd have to say no, just because they're batshit crazy, man. <laughs> I'm not sure why, <laughs> given the context of this conversation. What about uh, what about pharaohs that claimed they were gods? See, I also have a. Um, <laughs> non-rational streak a mile wide i mean once you get to pharaohs you're into the pyramids and who built those bad boys 
Well, actually, we could have a whole conversation on that because I think the pyramids are fascinating and there's a lot of really unanswered questions. I'm not quite a uh, Daniel Jackson. I don't really think that aliens came down and built the pyramids, but some really cool shit happened. And uh, it's like they they figured out some really cool stuff. And I like there's a cool I could be an archaeologist in a different life. There are, there's, there's a lot of the equivalent of uh, epicycles um, in the archaeological um, circles surrounding um, the Egyptians and certainly the, the uh, megastructures. Um, and you, you've got the uh, archaeologists going, oh, well, I think you'll find. And it, it seems like they're backing themselves into corners when they can't answer simple questions like, that thing is fucking huge. We could not make it today with the technology that we have. Explain that. Well, I think you'll find if you get a big enough ramp. Lots of slaves. It, yeah, lots of slaves. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't work for me at all. <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, I'm well happy to go into a level of speculation on that um, because there is a, there, there is evidence. And, you know, you could bring your gods in there. You know, the gods could just be moving those big bits of stone. So let's, I would, I would, I still, I would argue, I, well, I don't have enough evidence to say that anything, even aliens happened in, in ancient Egypt. Like, clearly I'm not going to say supernatural things happen because I don't think you can have evidence for that. I wouldn't even say aliens happen because I don't have any evidence. I like I don't know enough at all about anything like that. And I would say that's a very unplausible explanation for implausible explanation for what what could have happened. Um, but we can use a modern thing that people like. There's a kind of common. Uh, there's a common. I, I don't know if it's really a belief or if people are just joking about it. But in Silicon Valley, there's lots of people now who are like, "Well, we're living in." Uh, we're living in the matrix. This is all a computer simulation and there's a programmer. Now, if this were a computer simulation, now, by the way, that's another claim that I dismiss out of hand arbitrarily because I don't think there's enough evidence to say that this is possible. Now, that doesn't mean it's proven impossible. I'm not claiming that it's proven to not be true. I'm saying it's dismissed out of hand because there's not yeah. enough evidence. But if somehow suddenly in front of our eyes right now like i don't know a linux prompt showed up and someone dude was like you know wall i am the god of all of you and you're in a simulation like oh okay like like i i guess there could be something that would happen and i would say oh there's a programmer and we're in a simulation would you uh is that is the programmer a god for you is that would that be a god by your yeah, definition because because they hold every single one of the cards they could, if if there was a programmer, right at this moment, they'd push some keys. You stand up, take off your shirt, declare ev everlasting um, fealty to Zenu, and <laughs> no one wants you that. know. <laughs> <laughs> but but you take my point. Then you you could be reprogrammed in a moment and um, to accept um, anything. You know, the fundamentals right. of art. And it, it, in a lot of ways, it's, it's even pointless. Just it, it's a great idea as it's, it's a, a thought thing. But if it's true, ooh, we can't we can't change anything. It has. Yeah. Have... I, 
a lot of people are way too impressed with that idea as far as I'm concerned. I, it's the kind of idea that's great when you're high, but when you're not, it's like, who, ca- like, who cares? Like, we, there's no... Does it's it arbitrary. Representing like, your house, does it? <laughs> no, yeah, it, it doesn't. Doesn't do anything. Um, yeah. So, would you? What are you? Would you say that you're agnostic with respect to a programmer? Yeah, and and also somewhat disinterested as well. If, if that's <laughs> if that's what it comes down to, I'm like, seriously, that the best you could come up with was COVID and the clutch of retards that are in charge that that really is the best thing so a do. bad programmer <laughs> really bad program yeah it's just not interesting um, i'm still agnostic about it i don't know but um yeah it has very little interest to me okay so it's actually so let's this is actually i just i know that we've gone over an hour and i don't want to keep you too much because i know it's late there but this i just i want to drill down on this one little piece for one more because maybe we can make a little bit of progress on the agnostic versus atheist question I'm saying that a programmer is an arbitrary assertion. What is the evidence that you see that you're like, oh, a programmer could be, so therefore I'm not an atheist about a programmer, I'm an agnostic about a programmer? Just because, um, given my stated terms, they would fit the definition I've used as a god. Therefore... Okay, so you're you locked yourself into that one. Yeah, I locked myself into it. Yeah, but but there's not but but there's not the evidence. You said so. You the definition of a god. I I agree that the programmer would meet the definition of a god by your definition, which is fine. Um, but but where's the that doesn't mean that you were would be agnostic with respect to that to a programmer. There would still need to be some evidence that would arise that you would say, well, the claim of a programmer is not arbitrary there is some evidence of programming and that's why yeah. I'm agnostic because it could be. Yeah. And, and then I guess it comes down to my definition of agnosticism is um, I'm not going to make any uh, strong assertions until there is some evidence. And if it turns out it's a programmer, then. But you're dismissing my pop tart dude out of hand. I'm not. I don't. I why don't him. I? I just want. I want to leave this conversation with agnosticism on Pop Tart, dude. That's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> I ate the Pop Tart. I'm sorry. He's gone. <laughs> All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, Matt, I know. Um, oh, actually, Matt Deckard in chat says there is no evidence. I think. I hope he's talking about the Pop Tart, dude. But he might be talking about simulations. I would agree, which is why I would say it's dismissed out of hand. But I think I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you would say the evidence is that as all is that lots of us think that it could be true. And therefore there's something in humanity that like, right. To get back to your religious, like there's the, this recurring idea yeah. and because it recurs a lot in humanity, that's the evidence. That and, um, the massive, um, blind spots in our scientific knowledge that there is um, a plausible space there in which a god can be um, found to be lurking behind the back of the fridge. I'm still going to push back on that one because that's just saying, like, because we don't know, not knowing stuff isn't evidence of a thing, anything in particular. It's just evidence of not knowing, right? Yeah, true. Like, I don't know if you're wearing pants right now, but that's not evidence of anything. (laughs) 
right? I'm not I'm agnostic. Not gonna, I'm like, I, I, I'm you not know. gonna stand that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Matt. Is there anything else? I, look, I don't. I don't want to. We don't have to keep going. I don't want to keep you up. I know it's late where you are. Is there anything else? You, like anything else you want to say? It's a slam dunk to uh, prove everyone I'm wrong, or or just make a final point about something to to the audience. No, I mean. There's a lot of circularity in uh, this sort of discussion, and um, you can bang on about it forever, I think, and still yeah. no one would be entirely satisfied with it. Otherwise, you know, this would have been resolved a couple of hundred thousand years ago or whatever, by the first uh, caveman. But... Do you live as an atheist? How would you live differently if you were an atheist? So in the UK, we have a lot lower incidence of religiosity than you do in the States. Um, and a significant proportion of our population considered themselves to be atheists, but without much philosophical rigor going in behind that. They're just like, oh, I don't believe in God. That they do believe in TikTok right. or whatever. Which, by the way, I do think is valid to do, but that's okay. Because <laughs> I'm my position is this is an arbitrary assertion, so if that's the amount of rigor someone yeah. wants to devote to it, that's fine with me. Um, I've yeah, thought yeah, about it sure. more because I started on the other side. But So no, I don't, I don't think I do live uh, like an atheist. And um, in some ways I live um, by a lot of the moral codes generated by religious um, folk. Um, so you think if you were an atheist, you would have a different re uh, moral code? Probably not, because there's a strong correlation between um, religious ethics and um, a religious ethics, because they because you they, can't get along in society if you want to rape and murder people all day long. That just doesn't. Exactly. So, a I mean, have you read um, Brett uh, Weinstein and Heather Hyings' book? I haven't. The Hunter Gatherer's Guide to the 21st Century. I mean, um, I'm not going to paraphrase or butcher, but um, they do uh, make reference to um, how um, religious uh, thought and um, practice can fit into an evolutionary. Um, of framework okay um, which is pretty interesting um, they say it far better than i could butcher it but um yeah i mean it's that um cross correlation between um you know things that could be described as arbitrary assertions and um darwinian evolution right right so, i mean yeah, it took them a book to uh, dismantle some of that. So I won't try yeah. and get it now. No, no, that's cool. I mean, I'm definitely, uh, people probably won't think this because I've been arguing that I'm an atheist, but I'm I'm pretty humble with respect to human knowledge. And I'm like, look, you know, there's just a lot we're going to get wrong. There's a lot we're not going to know. We're going to make shit up along the way. We're going to explain the river's behavior by inventing a river god. We're going to explain the sun's behavior by inventing a sun god. We're going to feel consternation and anxiety about stuff and invent gods and anything that we need to any myth to make ourselves feel better or to control populations which definitely happens um uh so 
Um, so yeah, I, I, that, that the idea that there's some fit there is not, that doesn't sound ludicrous to me <laughs> that, that they're making some argument there that like, yeah, okay. Uh, there's a fit. So, um, all right. Well, I'm, I wasn't sure what you said, you, how you would live differently if you were an atheist. Did I miss that or no? He didn't. How would live differently as an atheist? Or did you sidestep um, that? Did you come all Harris us on this one? Did you, did you just avoid that one? <laughs> you've got to, you've got to keep playing that clip. It make it it's a great clip, Beverly. You can play it whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think um, by my definition, an atheist says um, the gods definitely do not exist. Um, which um, to make that statement um, is a statement of faith which I don't hold to. Right, right but what would you do day-to-day? -day? How would your day-to-day -day life be different? If you walked away from this conversation and said, oh my God, Carter's right, I have to be an atheist, none of this, these gods exist. How would, how would you wake up tomorrow and change your life? What would you do? Would you eat different breakfast cereal, change your profession, get a divorce? Like, what would happen? Did you start murdering people? What, what would happen in your life? Probably very little. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's my fundamental question, but okay. Mm -hmm. um, very little. All right. All right. I'm yeah. sorry. I said this before, but I want you to do it again because um, I then pulled this off on a tangent. What Any last final words you want to give the audience about uh, anything, actually? I hope I didn't let the uh, Discordians um, of Unsafe Space down by being the uh, first uh, creature to appear on uh, Dangerous Thoughts. And um, yeah, I hope it was as interesting for um, everyone watching uh, as I found it. And I hope it was uh, interesting to you because, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not just about um, getting to a, a, a point of discussion. It's uh, finding out where the weak parts are in your um, epistemological framework and uh, going and thinking about that quietly in a darkened room and uh, yeah, seeing if yeah. Uh, that will bear fruit in future. So, yeah. I, I yeah. really enjoyed it, Matt. I mean, I, I enjoy these discussions and I like, I haven't talked about, I haven't defended atheism for, I want to say 15 years. Like I just don't talk about it. Um, so uh, this has been fun and, uh, and I think it's interesting. It does sharpen, regardless of whether we change positions, it'll sharpen our, our wits, I hope, and sharpen our thinking. So uh, I enjoyed it. And I'm, you have made me want to bring, more people on who want to like more people in the community if they want to argue about stuff we should start doing this more often because i think it was a fun fun exercise so um yeah thank you very much <laughs> sorry keep the hat guy said praise the lord in chat which is funny <laughs> i know he's not religious <laughs> um I, I don't know what he's doing i don't know what's going on in chat but all right um but yeah thank you very much for joining um and and this this was great so i really appreciate it Thanks very much for the invite. I really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in book club or something. Yeah, get some sleep, man. It's late. <laughs> yeah, it will be. Cool. Take care. Bye now. Thanks, you too, man. Bye. To everyone else, um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this has been a fun conversation. Uh, I enjoyed it. If you want to have these conversations, go into Discord and argue with me there or say that you want to come on or whatever. I don't know. Do something like that. Um, remember, make sure you're subscribed. YouTube hates us. Uh, Susan hates us in particular, so she'll probably unsubscribe you. Make sure you are subscribed. Share 
If you want to be, if you want to expand the community so more people can argue with Matt and tell him how wrong he is, uh, <laughs> then uh, share videos, get people involved, uh, get them into the Discord community, um, which you can do by going to unsafespace.com and just becoming a, a member at any level you get into the Discord community. Um, so I think that's it. Have a good night, everyone, and we will see you on Friday. Beverly, you can jump in and tell me, are there any shows coming up this week that I should be promoting other than Coffee Break on Friday? We'll see if Beverly's paying attention. She's seldom actually paying attention. She's asleep. Yeah, she's not even, see, she's not even here. This is- it is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you, Kamala Harris. Uh, that clarified things. Have a good night, everyone. And uh, take care. We'll see you Friday. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. So go check it out. And please consider supporting the Unsafe Space team by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server, which is open to financial supporters at any level. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the cathedral. Pay no attention to it. Please download this updated list of contagious individuals. Use the hashtag GetBoosted to receive two complimentary Liberty Pellets. Mass formation psychosis is just a right-wing talking point. Please purge it from memory and resume your programming. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice courtesy. Never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.